everybody, and welcome to the episode, the episode, episode 13 of the Chasing Coins podcast. Uh-oh. I am Sam, and guess uh, who's back? Well, I'm back trying to put some oil in the Tin Man over here. He sounds oh, a little bit rusty. Brandon's uh, back. <laughs> What's up, homie? How are you, man? I'm great. I wish I was back in California. I wish I never came back. Uh, as soon as I got out of the airport, I got smacked in the face with the tri-state cold uh, air. And I immediately wanted to run back inside, take my luggage, throw it back on the conveyor belt and say, hey, I'm just going to fly back out. Yeah, peace out, so, so, yeah, I'm back. Uh, not happy about it. But, uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. And uh, we got to thank uh, Buddy Jeremiah for filling in the last couple episodes. Uh, yes, definitely. You. Definitely thank you before I slander you, uh, but I, I I do thank you. You were phenomenal, good sir. Uh, maybe we'll have him on when it's three and just have the three of us talk. You know, yeah, it'll be fun. a nice little conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you know, we the band's back together. We're carrying on. So your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. That's the Chasing Points podcast. So moving forward, you know, we've kind of dropped the uh, the Thursday morning episode. The last couple of weeks so moving forward we're going to just uh be uh recording sunday night for you on uh dropping monday morning right brian yes so we will probably give you a little bit more time here it depends on the content uh it will definitely vary but we will be uh right back at you every monday uh to start your week off right uh you know shoot us a text shoot us a message if you have our our phone number shoot us a tweet anything like that mm-hmm. Uh, and tell us what you think and anything that uh, you're looking forward to us talking about. I mean, we definitely would love, 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 love to hear that. Uh, and definitely, if you want to hear Sam and I just shut the hell up, that's also something you can let us know, too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, too. Let's do that. Those go a long way. So, Brandon, you're back. We talked, uh, you know, we, we talk every day all the time, but I felt horrible having to talk about Carson Wentz with you gone with you not here and and a bunch of other news and notes and you know certainly i've gotten your opinion on a lot of things but the floor <laughs> is yours you've missed the last two weeks of pods and uh you know a lot of news and you know there's some slander that you gotta you know attacks it here so i missed the pod by being here and record but i did not miss the pod by listening because i definitely was going to tune into you two gentlemen and i did and i heard some too much jet talk. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how these gentlemen talked about Russell Wilson and then somehow some way transitioned to talking about the Jets and Sam Darnold uh, and their ongoing losing seasons, consecutive losing seasons. What is it like 20 in a row now? Hey, um, I'm sorry. I love you. But we made two I mean, AFC championship games. A decade you're right. Ago. You're right. And then you also had a butt, pump, butt fumble in between that, too. But that's, yeah, uh, that's, true. that's, that's true. a whole other situation. Um, so yeah, these gentlemen did that. Uh, Jeremiah, uh, did something, uh, that I would love to have him on here to talk about, uh, as he talks about my Brooklyn Nets, uh, and who is actually a fan of them. I mean, I don't know, you know, the real team in New York, I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the team that's actually probably going to make it to the finals, you know, the next Knicks don't know what that is. They haven't been there since the Spurs. And if I remember correctly, the Spurs swept them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Am I am I digging the knife too deep yet, Sam? Um, hey, as a Knicks fan, I'm just preconditioned to just numbness, so good. I don't feel a thing. Good, yeah, good. I'm good. You should. I'm fine. You should. Uh, yeah, but no. Outside of that, uh, you gentlemen did a, a a extremely extremely great job carrying the torch. Uh, I will do my best not to fumble it upon my return today. Yeah, well, love to have you back here and. Um, you know, we we move on. It, we're recording this Sunday night. So as we're recording, the NBA uh, All-Star Game festivities are happening tonight. A little bit different than in years past because of COVID protocols. The Skills Challenge, the three-point contest, will be happening before the All-Star Game. And actually, something really cool, the Slam Dunk Contest happening during halftime of the All-Star Game. Yep. So that's, that's a pretty cool halftime show. And uh, we'll get into that, but you know, as we look ahead, look, you know, in review of the first half of the NBA season and look ahead to the second half, what jumps out at you at the midway point so far? Well, there's something that you guys talked about, which is a part of my slander this week. Uh, you guys were talking about uh, LeBron 
and uh, Jeremiah's uh, <laughs> happy wood uh, for Anthony Davis and in all Kentucky players. Uh, so you guys were talking about if, you know, if, if, if Anthony Davis is back, you see the Lakers making it to the finals and, and whatnot. I, I think, I think people need to understand that this is what all LeBron teams do. Mm-hmm. They coast throughout the regular season and people would think that, yeah, of course, LeBron wants to be the number one seed. LeBron doesn't really care about the regular season. He's going to make it seem like he cares about the regular season because he wants to win. And, of course, he doesn't want to be the eighth seed. So they're going to do enough to not be the top half of the top, you know, eight picks or eight teams from the West. But uh, LeBron's teams always coast. Right. And, and then when they're they get into water the, right now. Yeah, yeah, of course, they, they do what they have to do. And then when it's time for the playoffs and LeBron uses all his energy and that's when he goes the hardest. So I do think it, it, it will be the Lakers uh, and you can call me biased if I want, but it's, this team is completely stacked with the new addition that we'll talk about soon. But uh, my Brooklyn Nets, I do believe it will be those two. If if Anthony Davis is not healthy, if they are not healthy. I see either the Trailblazers or the Suns taking wow. the Lakers' okay. place. Not the Clippers. I love Kawhi. Paul George, I will never call him playoff P, even though he's playing a whole lot better this year. Uh, but I, I think it would be those two teams. Because the Suns, if, if anybody remembers correctly, in the bubble last year, the Suns were the team that everybody was talking about. Uh, they just did was uh, yes. insane. Yeah. Yes, they just didn't make it into the playoffs. If they made it into the playoffs, I think they would have think they might have taken the place of uh what you would call it, the the nuggets and, and made people really pay attention and realize what's going on. Like there's a lot of like we talk about in baseball, there's a lot of good young players in the NBA right now. Absolutely. So the Suns right now are in sec second place in the West, two and a half out a first in the, the Utah jazz and Lakers three and a half Clippers four. your trailblazers, five and a half games. What, what do you think about the, you know, improbable run right now that, that Utah is on? Uh, Utah is going to cool down. Um, speaking of which, as we talk about it, Mike Conley is shooting right now. And guess yep. what? I'm so, 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 so happy uh, that he got into an all-star game. This man is the most underrated point guard in the league. When healthy, the past yeah, 13 absolutely. years. Yep. Um, so, uh, but anyway, uh, I'm happy because Donovan Mitchell is is definitely top five and one of, of my favorite young players in the league. Uh, their core, the fact that this team could have been broken up because of the antics of Rudy Gobert uh, when COVID first reached the NBA and him, the whole touching the mic situation. Uh, I'm glad they didn't break up the team. I'm glad they kept it together because they've gelled so well. They have great coaching, uh, great role players. And that Mike Conley deal to get him over there was probably the sneakiest best move that they made in the, that was made in the NBA uh, when they traded for him. So I do think they're going to cool down. Um, I'm also curious to see how they look like in, in the playoffs because I do think they will be bounced anyway. Yeah, there was a lot of discontent from that Utah team, especially, you know, with the shutdown. And as you mentioned, you know, Rudy Gobert just being being a jerk with the microphones and everything. But it really seems like in the bubble, that team was, you know, what else are you going to do when you're just there? But they were really forced to sit down, hash out a lot of problems. And, you know, you're seeing it now. You know, I totally agree. Donovan Mitchell is one of my favorite players to watch as he's, you know, shooting some threes in the competition right now. And Rudy Gobert is on his way to another defensive player of the year uh, award. So, and, you know, uh, Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year, probably, right? Just off the bench and looking really good. And I, you know, it's we'll, crazy. We'll there's there's two different versions of Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Cause there was the La- the Lakers version that had barely any tats. And there's now like the tatted up version, Jordan Clarkson. And this one can shoot lights out and plays phenomenal basketball. So I don't know what he's done uh, and who he's been working out with, but he needs to continue to do this because he's done a, a complete turnaround. He might be uh, uh, in line for most improved player uh, of the year. He might also be in line for, as you said, sixth man of the year. Yeah, and absolutely. And, uh, you know, as far as you, you reference Portland, Dame's 
probably my favorite basketball Dame player. Dame time. That's my dude. Yeah. And I, uh, he's probably. I think I told you. I've yeah. watched him since Weber State. So yep. I, I know all about this, Ben. Yeah. I've, you know, I was pounding the table years ago when it seemed like he was, you know, Portland didn't want to pay him or whatever. Maybe that was just all noise. But, um, you know, if CJ, CJ McCollum has to be healthy, but yes. you could, you've seen what these two do together. And I mean, there's probably no better backcourt, right? And, you know, I guess now Harden Kyrie in that conversation we could go through this another day but they're definitely up there especially in the clutch i mean i don't know if there's a more clutch uh shooter that or player than dame and he sh- he's shown that in the playoffs the last couple of years so it's going to be really really fun to watch and again you know lebron lebron is fine lebron's probably you know he took his first day off the other day his first game off to rest and he's like 36 years old so I'm I'm not worried about the Lakers if Anthony Davis is healthy and they'll just coast and whether they're the four or five seed or whatever it is, I'm sure they'll, they'll end up being all right. So, you know, we, we look ahead to the second half of the year. I think we kind of got your, your finals picks here. I'm, I'm going to ask you now some, some awards and we'll, we'll have that conversation. Who do you think the MVP is when, when the Kevin Durant, over? All right. Kevin Durant. He's the he is the purest scorer in the league. Uh with with him, this this Nets team goes nowhere without him. Um, yes, they get into the playoffs, of course, with Kyrie and and James Harden and, and the newest edition. I purposely am not saying who the newest edition is until we get to that point, Sam. Uh <laughs> but I, I do believe that Kevin Durant is 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 the best player in NBA right now. Um, I know, I know LeBron is LeBron and he still does what he does, but I'm talking about like right now, up until this point in the season, Um, LeBron is, is obviously one of the greatest of all time, but so is Kevin. So I, I gave it to Kevin. Who do you got? You know, I don't want to say Joel Embiid, but I saw, because I'm, I don't really like Joel Embiid as a, personality i think he's you know hilarious it's fine I, okay i was about I, to say he's hilarious no no no, no. I, this is the this is the version of joel and that we all were hoping for for years right he's healthier he's he's mm-hmm. he's on the court I, I saw this stat and it um this is from espn stats and info he's averaging 30 points on 52 percent shooting and 42 percent on three pointers this season He's on pace to join the 15, 16 Steph Curry year as the only players to ever sh- average 30 points on 50% shooting and 40% on three pointers. Curry unanimously won the MVP that season. That was the ridiculous golden state year, but I mean, he's, he's playing lights out. And again, as I just mentioned, this is the best version of Joel Embiid. So if he can stay healthy, I think it's, I mean, it's probably the, the the homer pick not homer pick but the the chalk pick right well he um, finally did right. what Shaq told him to do Shaq right. came out and told him you need to stop playing like uh, a shooting guard point guard and being out and playing behind the arc and shooting and go down there and bully these people like dude you're seven foot what seven three yeah he's big boy yeah. you're, you're a tall ass dude why are you out there you should be amongst the trees you should be down there just bodying people and he ever since he took that advice and went down there like that's when it turned for him um so i i do think that's a a, a big deal for for them um i i love i can't wait to see the battle between uh the sixers the bucks brooklyn and uh I would have said the Raptors, but I'll say the Celtics uh, because I, I think I, I think the weak spot of the Celtics, even though it hurts me to say this because he's a New York boy and went to UConn, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Kimba is the weak spot of that team. Yeah, it's so crazy to think. I mean, he's coming over, coming, you know, out of a big injury there. But, yeah. You know, that addition to that team, when he signed, what was it, last, last summer? My God damn it. It was exactly what I said. Just, you know. I I, uh, I thought was, he was coming to Nick. I thought he was coming yeah, to Knicks for sure. I, did, I was fortunate honestly. enough to be in Connecticut during the Kemba and Shabazz runs the title. And man, this this guy, you know, just clutch and just a, a great overall dude too. And 
uh, yeah, he's he's like the weak point on this team right now, and mm-hmm. they they need to uh, you know get him healthy and solidify that. You know, get more shooters too. Really, I mean, that's for sure. That's yeah. for damn sure. So, yeah, it's it's you know the East is is going to be fun. I, 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 I'm going to skip the rookie of the year conversation because I just think we're both going to say Melo. And you're right. Yeah. I think everybody is saying Lamelo because Lamelo is the rookie of the year. Like they yeah. should just give him it already. Like there's the only person that is close to me is Anthony Edwards, and that's it. Yeah, uh, it'd be it'd be him, Anthony Edwards, and then uh, James Wiseman. That's it. And neither of those two names that I mentioned, although there will be great in the league going forward, neither of them are really should be in the conversation with LaMelo this year. LaMelo is absolutely balling. Yes, I know I've been seeing all the crazy memes of how these uh, networks are talking him up, but they're talking him up because this is the hype that everybody thought Lonzo was going to have. Yeah, yeah. And LaMelo is actually the one in this crazy for my my group of friends sam like we we watch and we pick out young stars like that's kind of our thing like every year we're always looking in the draft but we pay so so close attention to uh college basketball and the kids in in high school uh that we're always watching them as they grow and we've been calling it for years that lamello is going to be the best ball brother and he proved us right so thank you lamello appreciate yeah. you and you know the ultimate stamp of approval is when your owner says something great about you but when your owner is the greatest basketball player of all time and michael jordan the owner of the hornets said Melo lamello has exceeded our expectations he said that yesterday or two days ago or whatever yeah because he's so, good yeah so the best pick that uh jordan has made in his whole tenure as being owner yeah no that's it's looking like that 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 hornets team's a lot of fun to watch too so um you know Back to who's coming out of the East and West. Did you meant you said the Nets and uh Lakers. Lakers and pending Anthony Davis. Yeah, I gotta say the same, man. I it's hard to I mean this this Nets team is just on a historic run and mm-hmm. we keep teasing this, you know, big news, but um, you know, we'll get to it. But big news for for Nets fans and and for all the other teams in the East that have missed out on uh Blake. <laughs> Blake Griffin. So we'll get to that. But as as we're going on, as we mentioned, the three point contest is is up and running. Your and Chef are- Curry is cooking. Shocker. Yeah, I mean this competition's made for him, right? He is Mister Three Point. Yeah. Um, your your thoughts on on moving everything to All Star Sunday? Hate it. I hate <laughs> the whole damn thing because I'm so used to. Uh, the platform of it being Friday, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, right? Sa- Saturday was always you close out the night with the dunk contest. Sunday, you wait all day for the actual game. The only thing that I actually do like is that the dunk contest is at halftime. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's like the it's now like the equivalent to. Uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. And obviously that's something different because it's uh, somebody just performing, singing. Um, but now you actually get in the middle, like people just dunking their lives away. And I'm really curious if, if the players are going to be able to come out and watch it because, you know, the second half of the all-star game is the most intense half of the all-star game. You essentially can watch the first half for like highlights. And then the second half will be that. Now I didn't get to read if the format is still going to be the same for the actual game, but I hope it is. Yeah. So the 2021 all-star games, uh, you know, and by the time you're listening to this, it'll be over, but. Oh yeah. It's the same format. Yeah. It's going to follow the same format as last year. So, um, you know, basically each team is looking to win each 12 minute quarter and the fourth quarter is going to be untimed and the final target score, um, it, you know, so they're going to add, uh, was it 24 points to rep uh, Kobe to, you know, that final target number and whoever hits that number on the uh, fourth quarter wins. So it's pretty, I, I like it. I mean, this game's supposed to be fun. I've always been a fan of all-star Sunday, you know, the uh, all-star game. And I know it gets a lot of crap. And, uh, you know, because there's no defense, but it's just fun. These guys are having fun. I mean, you really want 
these guys given 110% on the defensive floor. They don't even do that in the regular season. So it's, it's fine with me. I, you know, every year you hear it, like it's, you know, what's the point, blah, blah, blah. The point is like, there's a lot of fans. There's a lot of young players. There's, you know, it's, it's fun to watch. It's, it's a good time in these guys, maybe not this year, but overall enjoy being, being at the all-star game. I think, uh, I mean, I understand why it's this way, uh, obviously, because of COVID. Uh, I really hope that this format goes away next year um, and it goes back to its regular spread out uh, format. But the the competitive, yes, yes. But the the format, I hope they never, ever change uh, the format because the format is, uh oh, man down. Uh, But the format is of the actual all-star game itself is, so amazing that was probably last year was probably the best all-star game that i've seen um was it last year or two years ago it was last year last year right yeah Uh, yeah last year that was the best all-star game that i've ever seen played period uh because it actually gave these guys like incentive to really really ball like it was really like nope you got to get to this to to actually win and it was like okay these guys are competitors no matter what at the end of the day you boil it down they are competitors they want to win and this new format kind of forces them to do that and i i absolutely love it because now you get to see the greatest players in the world go at each other for an unlimited amount of time until somebody gets a score it just brings you back to like blacktop street ball in the neighborhood yeah it's 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 a lot of fun and you know the homage to to uh, Kobe there. That's pretty neat too. Um, but it looks like you know the you know the guys on the court really enjoyed this format and it kind of spiced things up. And just kudos to Adam Silver for and you know the players as well and that open dialogue that, that you know both sides have always seemed to have. But you know for just not being afraid to push the envelope and change things up and kind of look at every everything with a you know different set of eyes and it's a it's it's worked i mean so we'll see i hope they keep the format of the all-star game i and i you know i don't mind the slam dunk contest at halftime that's pretty cool but you know hopefully this time next year we're you know back to normal and there's a a full weekend of festivities i don't know i don't know who has all-star game next year but i know um I know it's in Atlanta right now, and it looks like Steph just shocker. Steph, yes, yeah, St- Steph, did it's, he just win? Yeah, I haven't. He been just won by one point. Yeah, so against Mike Conley, Mike Conley had twenty-seven. Steph Curry won on literally the last shot, the money ball. If he go. didn't hit that, he missed one in that last rack. If he missed that money ball <laughs> or any other shot in there, he would have lost to Mike Conley. That was crazy. So do you like the the way that, you know, the teams, that whole format for the All-Star game, you know, the captains this year were LeBron and KD. Uh, KD's obviously not playing because he's still uh, he's still hurt. But um, do you like this format? Would you rather go back to East-West? Nope. I do not want it to go back to East-West because, this again, this goes back to, you know, you the blacktop. You picking where they all started off is you pick the best – or you pick who you feel is the best to to win and for, uh, formulate your team, and you go from there. I love this format because at the end of the day, like you got to think about it. Even if you're the last pick on this, even if you're la- you're still an NBA All Star. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you're still an NBA All Star. You're still gonna get burned. You're still gonna do exactly what you need to do. Like you're still on there. Like it's different. Like if you're on your local <laughs> playground and you're last, you're just like, oh man, <laughs> you know what I mean. But here. Yeah. You're an NBA all-star. So I do love this. I love that because you get to see kind of like where the friendships are, but you also get to see uh, the respect level that these players have for um, each other. Uh, and and watching that and hearing like when when Kevin Durant picked Devin Booker, like 
LeBron was like, damn, he's like, he's a, he, that boy's cold. He's just like, like you can hear them like talking and the way they talk yeah. about these players. It was like so dope to hear two of the greatest players talk about all these other players. So I think that was really, really dope. And I think, I mean, that's not the first time it's happened, but I, I really do love this format. How about you? I, I love it too. I, you know, again, just brings it back to the uh, street ball kind of, you know, just pick them you know, kind of like recess kind of thing. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's pretty, uh, it, it's pretty neat. I, you know, I enjoy it. It's something again, Adam Silver just continuing to just not, you know, not care about the kind of tradition or what things have used to, you know, used to be and just kind of pushing forward. You he's know, you the, mentioned, go he's ahead. The best, uh, he's the best, uh what you call it i can't think of commissioner? best commissioner thank you i don't know why i couldn't think of that uh to follow after a legendary commissioner and I, and I, mind you i have my beefs with david stern for certain reasons and i do think they're just but he rest in peace to him no. um but he also pushed basketball and got it to the level that it was when he left it right and how it was, it progressed all through the world. And Adam Silver has come in and he's propelled that even more. The fact that he's allowed these guys to dress, you know, the way and express themselves, right? Themselves, like that's a, yeah. that's a big, big thing because now it's this personality thing and it sells itself. As you and I talked about when it came uh, comes to baseball, like basketball out of all American sports, basketball stands on a plateau by itself with individuality individuality of players um, and allowing them to express themselves. The fact that they even allowed or changed the rule of you don't have to wear the team colors for sneakers, that has elevated it because now you even watch the game, at least for sneakerheads like myself, I watch the game and be like, yo, what, what are they wearing on their feet? Yeah, like, I want right. to see what what are you balling in today? Like, and these dudes pull out like some of the dopest sneakers, basketball sneakers ever made. Before that, you weren't able to do that. Um, so things like that, the the reach that they have out now, I I, I tip my hat to Adam Silver. Yeah, it's um, uh, it you know, it's the individuality has been a lot of fun. You know, talk uh, talking back to the uh, whole pick'em thing. You, you make anything of LeBron James his comments towards the Utah jazz. Did you hear about this? I, I heard a little something about it. I didn't right. hear too much about it. So LeBron, so Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert were the last picked, picks, right? Yeah. The last picks again on the Utah jazz, number one team in, you know, the league right now. And uh, LeBron said, there's no slander to the Utah jazz, but you got to understand just like the video games growing up, we never played with Utah even as great as Malone and Stockton were, we were never picking those guys. Never. He's, so, he's yeah. right. Yeah. He's right. I would never pick the mailman. I would pick John Stockton. Actually, like in NBA Jam, I would pick John Stockton because John Stockton, you you have to, he's one of the greatest assist uh, leaders in the history of basketball. So, I mean, you're hitting an easy bucket, alley-oop in NBA Jam, but outside of NBA Jam, I'm never picking the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Uh, except for now, because Donovan Mitchell just reminds me of my boy D Wade. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and Mitchell fired back. I don't want to be rude, but I really don't care. So exactly. Exactly. I mean, what else are you gonna say? He said people have been talking, you know, about me for a while. Um, I'm not really doing this to seek approval of him. So you know, took it a little personal there, but what are you gonna do? Well, people have been going at him all year. Uh, you have Shaq that went at him. Like you, there, be, people have been throwing subs at this man like all year, and I think he's just kind of like, okay, you guys keep talking, but we are number one in the NBA right now. Like, yeah. talk all you want. Like, we we are out here doing what we need to do. So I could care less what you guys think of me. And yeah, so, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, no, just being being himself, and you know that underdog role seems to fit him and you know barely a a lottery pick you know when he was coming out and uh has you know definitely made a name for himself and will continue to you know he's the linchpin for this utah team and and there's serious d yeah d wade is the 
the guy when you just look at his game, the finesse, the all you know, the all around package. You know, that's a great comp. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. So you know, should be an interesting game. By the time you're here and this, it's over. So, um, you know, we look forward to a second half of of great NBA uh, action, and you know, kind of moving. We're gonna touch on a little baseball news this week. You know, uh, the sports world was informed earlier in the week that Yankees manager Aaron Boone uh, needed surgery to uh, to uh, Im- implant a, a pacemaker and. You know, I'm watching the, uh, you know, he missed a couple games, but he was, you know, on Zoom interviews and, and, you know, was on the broadcast, the Yes broadcast on Friday. And he was in the dugout uh, in Florida managing against the Phillies today. So kudos to, to that. And we uh, wish you well, Booney, as two Yankee fans here. This is our Yankee corner. <laughs> I, uh, before we get in and continue with Aaron Boone, I just want to make this known right now that Anthony Simmons is my pick for the slam dunk contest. Okay. It hasn't happened yet, but mark my words, this is 7.57 p.m. to timestamp it just so you guys don't think I'm lying about this when you hear this. I'm just being very true. Sam Sam can vouch for me. That's my pick. But back to Aaron Boone. Uh, uh, I, I got not even going to ask me. I have to go Obi. Nope, just I didn't want to ask you. I didn't want to ask you because yeah. I knew you were going to go. You were going to just uh, I knew. Obi top end of the Knicks just because, you know, that's I mean, all this guy could do. I don't know. But I mean, he's I also not. from Middletown. I also played for Middletown. Yeah. So that. Oh, that's yeah. A yeah, it's a hometown boy. So, I mean, right. I get it. I, I That would be my second pick, but I don't I don't think I don't think he's going to. No, win, Simmons, we'll that's a good pick. That's a good pick. We'll see. Uh, Aaron Boone. So I am extremely ecstatic that he's back already. Um, I did you see what his condition was that he had to get a pacemaker? No, I didn't. Okay, I'm I'm curious about that myself because I didn't either. But uh, he did return today, and then of course, no neck hit a grand slam. No neck is Brett Gardner. For those that don't know, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, I can't stand him. Uh, I don't. Uh, Dude, I'm just. What? I, I, I can't stand him. You didn't know I can't couldn't stand him. Brett like, Gardner's like the captain of the Yankees. I He's hate Brett Gardner. Are you kidding me? I hate him. I hate him. There's I, I'd rather have nine Brett Gardners on the field than nine Robbie. Well, Kinos. then you you gonna have you gonna have a losing team because no, that's I just all the hustle, <laughs> man. Nobody like this guy. Like this guy's not the tallest. He's not. I mean, he just hustles, man. He's he's great. I see what you're doing here. I mean, and I, and he's I get past it. His prime. He's a nice fifth out, fourth outfielder. He can play it. all three positions. He's got a good glove. He's got solid, you know, decent arm. I think I touched a, a, a sore spot. With no, Sam I'm here. just this like, soft... I don't think, I think there's worse fourth outfielders than. No, than no, 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 I, I do as well. But I also still think Brett Gardner has been, uh, his Yankees tenure has been long overdue. I understand why he's been around. Because he is a voice in the locker room, he's a captain in in the in the locker room. So yes, you keep those type of guys around. But I'm referring to his play, Sam. And yes, you can say that he hustles all you want, but when he gets in that box, that is a sure out nine times out of ten. Now hold on, because I know you're going to say something. He did show power recently. Woo, he shows power, but what does he do nine times out of ten? Grounds the hell out, and I'm over it. But my boy is finally starting out and left, and that's all that matters. Yeah, because the Red Rocket is going to take over New York, and I'm telling you right now, it's been long over damn due. You're welcome. Wow, I think your microphone's on fire. Yeah, it might be. You see that smoke over there? <laughs> it might be. It's the red rocket. Now, That's why. here's my thing with Gardner. And I, why are we, why are we even, why are we doing this? Uh, <laughs> the guy, I mean, he's not the fastest guy in the league anymore, but even when he was, he wasn't an efficient base stealer. So I, I get it. I know, I, I know what you're, I agree to an extent. I know why he's on the team still. He wasn't very expensive. He's a leader. These guys look up to him. He's, you know, Aaron Hicks is going to get hurt. He's it's fine. Right. Um, but yeah, he's just not an efficient base still. He was never an efficient base stealer. That, and, uh, see, how can you be so fast and not know? That how to was steal? my biggest issue with him, Sam, is because so uh, for those that know nothing about me, uh, baseball was 
was my first sport at one time. Uh, and I went back and forth with that being my first and second sport uh, between that and basketball. But um, I was always the guy that anytime I got on base, I'm stealing. And I use my speed as an advantage. When this dude would get on base, it was just like when, first off, when he would get on base, which is <laughs> – it was it was hard for him because he's he's a he was a slap ball hitter more than anything like he's a he's not a like a direct he's not a what's our uh he's not a LeMahieu you know what I mean LeMahieu is a, in a different caliber hitting like he, I didn't expect him to do that with a guy that showed no power and then he just doesn't get on base and then when he did get on base he didn't run the base as well at all and it's just like so what are you worth to me, what in the hell are you worth? Wow, the, the Brett Gardner slander. You know, he's got an all-time career war, wins above replacement of 43. Good good for him. Good His on-base percentage career is 343. This, he's got this, 270 stolen bases. All right, I'm not... Is this, all right. is this your argument for him? Because no, I'm just... I'm looking at his baseball reference page. Like, <laughs> I don't think Brett Gardner is as bad as you think he is. This is a bonus pod. We're going to do it another time. We're going to yes, yes. squash this at, at some point. We got to move on. I <laughs> Speaking of, do you care? I don't think, you know, I don't think the listeners care about our Brett Gardner. <laughs> I'm sure they convo. do. <laughs> but before we get to do you care, something that I clearly have failed at, my homework, as the listeners know, have been to uh, study up in, on the UFC, and I haven't. I have no idea. So we're calling this segment Brandon's UFC Corner. Hayes, thanks. it's all you, man. Thanks, thanks, Sam, for well, not I know watching. Some, I know stuff happened last night. There was an illegal knee. Go ahead, you got the floor. I will. I will shoot Sam some bail before I start this. Sam is a father, and fathers need their dad rest. So it's okay. Wow. It's okay, Sam. I'll shoot you your bail and give you an excuse this time. But if you miss next time, one is what is arguably one of the greatest cards in MMA. I might have to fight you. What? Okay, so. Before we get into last night, like what is the what's next month's matchup? Why do I need to watch what's going on? Who I'll tell it? you, I'll tell you when the time is right. Okay. We will get to that. Okay. Um, so last night it was considered to be one of the uh greatest cards on paper. I watched the prelims starting at like <laughs> six o'clock yesterday, all the way up into one o'clock in the morning. I watched UFC. So if you don't think I'm a fan, I think that proves it right there. But anyway, uh, the main card uh, it had two championship fights and the the fight right before uh, the championship fight uh, actually it was three championship fights. I'm sorry. Uh, so the most controversial part of last night uh, was Jan. And I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he is a Russian warrior. This man is an absolute monster. He went against Aljamain uh, Sterling, or I should say Aljamain Sterling went against him, uh, Long Island's own. Uh, this was such a fast-paced fight uh, until I think it was the fourth, the fourth round when the illegal knee came out of nowhere. Aljamain Sterling was on the mat, the canvas, and Jan came over and hit him with a knee flush on on the forehead, and he was down. And what uh, DC Daniel Cormier said uh, that Khabib, who was in a corner of one of his fighters earlier in the fight, uh, that he heard what they said in Russian, his corner, and his, he he asked him like, "Should I do it now?" Um, and they said, "Yeah, do it." And it gave him like the wrong information uh, to to hit him from what Khabib said. Uh, and then they need him in the face. So what I what my biggest gripe about it is because Sterling, he got the belt. He won the belt because of uh, disqualification. It's the first time anybody has ever won a belt off a disqualification in the UFC. Uh, normally, if you get kicked in the uh, family jewels, you get back up or get gouged in the eye, you get back up, you get your your time allotted to you and then you go back to it. This time. This man, you can literally tell he's concussed. If you've had a concussion, you know what it looks like. But the part that was so disgusting to me, well, let me get to Sterling still. Sterling, when he got the belt put around his waist, so pissed off, rips the belt off, drops it right in the ring, and walks right out. 
gets down and cries, says that, you know, this is not the way that he wanted to win. He was just like, that's never how I envisioned to win. He said it was a close match. He said, I do feel that he was up two rounds on me. He was just like, but man, this is not a way. He was like, we're definitely run this back. Jan tweeted after he said it was an illegal knee. He even addressed it himself that it was a legal knee. He apologized. Uh, Sterling wants to run it back. I know they're going to run it back. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But what I didn't like, and this is where sometimes I wish people on Twitter or any social media would just shut the hell up, is when you were writing that people are, he should get an Academy Award or he should get uh, these, the, the golden, uh, what is it? The golden globes when you when you say these things like this and you have no idea what the hell what the hell you are talking about just shut up sometimes i watch people that are friends talk about it i watch people that are celebrities talk about it and say this stuff and it's like clearly you've never ever ever been concussed this man sat up fell back down sat up again tried to get up couldn't get up the doctor was like there's no way he's fighting this is a doctor that's saying this. He wanted to fight, but he couldn't. So that was that, right? Uh, the other main, the two main events, the cars that people were worried, worried about was Amanda Nunez. The only reason I'm just going to mention her name is because that fight was over before it even started. Oh, yeah, she's... The Lioness is a absolute monster. She is the greatest female MMA fighter to ever grace the octagon. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody is beating this woman anytime soon. She's a flat out monster and what she did she could have beat this young girl's face in and she was and then she said you know what i'm just gonna choke her out and then she choked her out and it was over and then at the end she showed the girl her baby it's like oh here's my baby and meet her (laughs) (laughs) so that happened and then my boy adesanya went against uh john and i don't know how to pronounce his last name either because another crazy foreign name so don't get mad at me uh Adesanya didn't look like himself, but this is what happens when you go to big boy weight and you fight out of that. And that was his first loss. He was 20 and 0 into that point and he lost that fight. Um, I think they run that back uh, at some point. I think they run that back. Uh, I don't know what Adesanya does from this point. I mean, he still has his belt, so he still has that to defend. And I don't think anybody in his weight division is going to beat him. Um, but I'm definitely curious to see what is to come with him because i still still think he is one of the greatest fighters to ever grace the octagon as well and that was ufc explained by brandon hazelwood thanks man (laughs) i will do a better job you you should you should i'm i'm ready i'm ready to commit to this i have some friends that have been saying you really need to get into this or calling me a fraud for saying i will and and haven't it's been years this is this has been years uh in the making here so we'll get there do better uh moving on to do your care hey we, we teased this big news but earlier in the week uh the detroit pistons finally bought out forward blake griffin's contract and now he's reportedly signing with your brooklyn nets 31 year olds owed 36 mil this year and 39 next year, but bought out. So he's probably just signing the veterans minimum. And Brooklyn has a power forward stretch five. You know, what do you think of uh, Blake's addition to the Nets? Do I care? I care. Yeah. Um, I care because it's obviously my team, but I care because they needed a big man. Uh, yep. My brother, Kyle, uh, he, he said, I don't see Brooklyn needing this. I don't think this is a good pickup. And I said to him, and I still will swear by this, that it was a great pickup because they needed another big body. Um, Blake may not be the Blake of old, but they needed a big body to be here and actually do what they're supposed to do and grab boards and go that. Now they have somebody that can get up there and actually battle because they're going to need it when they go against the Giannis's of the world, when they go against uh, the Lakers, because as we said, we believe they'll be there in the finals. They're going to need people Indeed, that, yeah. that, that, that crashed the boards uh, for sure. By the way, um, I have Kevin Durant's team winning because we didn't choose who we were. Oh, yeah. Kevin Durant is 
team Durant is the team that I'm choosing to win. It's about to start now. All right, I gotta go LeBron then. LeBron, Giannis, Steph, Luca, Jokic. I gotta go with uh, Team LeBron here. See you on the losing side, Sam. Uh, what right. do you think? What do you think of this, Blake? <laughs> Blake, I like it again. Why the hell not? I guess mm-hmm. you know it. It doesn't cost them anything. Anything. Yep. And this is the only way these teams that have mortgaged the future like uh you know buyout season is was it the by um now right now right so all these teams it, the dates moved it used to be february 15th i don't yeah, know yeah it's it's all weird it now still I have is, no idea. you know the season like my equal sports equilibrium is just so upside down i have no idea but at, at some point the you know buyout season is starting and this is the only way these teams like the lakers the clippers the nets now are going to add big pieces for their playoff runs. And and again, why the hell not? If Blake can stay on the court, he's shown you how dynamic he is and, you know, how physical he can be. Um, and you're not paying really anything for him. So absolutely nothing for him. You get, uh, you get another big body in there that, that can relieve uh, DeAndre. Uh, if he needs to go off, um, I, they do have a young Thundercat in uh, my boy Claxton, uh, which he's been killing it with the burn that he's been getting. And I've been waiting for this kid to actually finally play. And he yeah, showed you've mentioned him. I've been waiting. It's like just absolutely waiting. He's been doing pretty, pretty damn well so far. Uh, but the addition of Blake, the fact that he can space the floor because he he is a he's an okay shooter so he can he can shoot knock down threes and mid ranges pretty consistently uh so he spaces that out but with his athleticism that helps as well and again we need another big body to crash the board so that that's huge for uh for the nets uh but yeah so i'm super super happy about that we we put this on our instagram at chasing points podcast do you care 57 percent of our audience said they cared so the 43 other percent was probably Jeremiah with a bunch of burner accounts. <laughs> is he a we'll Nick, get, is he a Nick fan too? Yeah, he's a Nick fan. Uh, okay, makes we'll, sense. We're gonna get we're, we'll get Jerry on at some point. We'll uh we'll hash this out. <laughs> we can talk about his delusions uh, of the Knicks being a, a dominant team. Um, I actually I I give my uh, respect to the Knicks right now um, for being a 500 team. Um, and doing what they had to do. I've had friends that, uh, that have slandered some people on the team and, and said they can get rid of them all. Uh, but I do, this is what happens when you have a true, um, defensive coach and then you have an actual game plan or you start putting pieces in places. And also the fact that they now have told Dolan to stay far away from the basketball operations. You've seen what Leon Rose now is taking hold of this team tibbs is Mm -hmm. the guy and you know i didn't want julius randall on this team the beginning of the year i don't think a lot of knicks fans did and we got we had we signed so many damn forwards last year but um you got rid of almost all of them and he's just building this team and you know derrick rose great addition quickly's just been you know playing great and a lot of people were saying he was drafted way too early and Obi's been hurt and you know hopefully he can get some some more minutes we'll see how he does tonight in the dunk contest but uh yeah they're one game over 500 and they're in fifth place so again not not expecting anything from this team it's just good that they're they're you know if the season ended right now they'd be in the playoffs only thing you should expect is that they're trending up and as as a new yorker even though i can't stand the knicks and 90 nine point nine percent of the fan base wow um that leaves a lot that that one that one percent or that point one percent is uh is a lot and that's probably my friends that i give in there some of them uh new york when new york is good in sports it makes the city so much better. It makes the state so much better. And I love seeing that it'd be different if we were all outside and able to go outside like that, because it would be raucous outside. Like it literally be like, Oh, I'm Brooklyn. Oh, I'm the Knicks. And it would be a legit battle. Yeah. Um, by the way, we should probably buy tickets to go to the Knicks, um, the Knicks nets game. Cause we can actually go to that now, by the way. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Save. What about that? Yeah, we should probably try to do that. Put down the. We gotta look into that. That'll be fun. That um, fun. Yeah, I. You know, I I agree. I, I still have PTSD from like the Isaiah Thomas years, and to be able to <laughs> say we have two first round picks this year, between the Mavs pick for uh, Porzingis and our own pick, you know. I say our own as a Knicks fan. So, yeah, again, the future is bright. You know, there's been, I know Brian Winhurst of uh, ESPN said recently that he really thinks that a big name will want to be traded to New York soon. Carl I don't know. Anthony Towns will be. You think, you, re- you think, I, I thought it would be Beal. It's going to be uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it, man. I'm, I'm, listen. Listen, people, we've talked about me. this. You have Bet a record now. Like you have a <laughs> podcast where you're these text messages that we've, you know, mm-hmm. had these for, you know, however long as we've been communicating and <laughs> friends. Now it's on record, man. Yes. You, this yes. is it. I'm, I'm just saying when, when I say it, people just listen. I got I have I read a lot when it comes to this. So I just uh, <laughs> My sources. I, I get it. My sources, a.k.a. articles. The and, memes that and I then read me while putting I'm everything together. Yes, yeah. pretty much. I put it all together. Uh, I read it on the back of bazooka bubblegum wrappers, and then I uh, <laughs> come on here and share it with you guys. <laughs> okay. Brick Gardner, 446th all time in war. Going, moving on. Do you care? Poop. <laughs> hey, uh, defensive end JJ Watt picked a team in the most JJ Watt way ever. Uh, the, uh, I don't know, three-time defensive player of the year, signed a two-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. Did not think he was going there. Do I care? Like, yeah, I guess. Like, I did not think he'd end up in Arizona. I mean, Isaiah Simmons going to be a beast. Uh, You know, Chandler Jones, Patrick Peterson. Great. That's cool. Like, Arizona's got to be a fun place to live. I don't – I think there are better spots for him to – to get a ring though and i guess that's my take on it like i if i were you know, i don't know a lot more things go into a decision like this but i wanted to cut you off so bad when you're doing an intro in no when you were doing an intro in about this and say nobody cares yeah except for arizona cardinal fans nobody cares about this jj watt has literally not even been a shell of himself he's literally been nothing I understand that J.J. Watt, like everything that he does outside of the NFL, phenomenal man. Great, great, great man. What has he done on the field recently? Oh, that's right. He can't stay on the field because he can't stay healthy. And it's terrible. He could have went to the Steelers to play with his brother, his brothers, excuse me. He could have went there to play with his brothers, but he didn't want to go there. He could have went to pretty much any team because I'm sure any team would have had them, but he went. And he said he said in his interview that he chose the Cardinals because he believed in the young quarterback and Kyler Murray. Um, you believed in Deshaun Watson, too, but you left there. So you went there because of the money. You didn't go there for a ring because you're not going to win a ring with the Cardinals. You went there for money. Point blank. That's the only team that was going to pay you as much as you wanted to get paid. And that's it. Now people are saying, well, you know, he has uh, he goes out in Arizona and he trains out there. Like, it makes sense that he's going back to his his roots. And I'm like, OK, that's cool. I get it. I love stories like that. Uh, can he stay on the field? That's all anybody cares about. Can you stay on the field? He played 16 games last year. Great. For a team that is just god awful. The wheels came off so early. And what was he in the top of uh, the league for sex? Uh, he had I think he had five. Okay. So I I don't think so. Okay. So that's all that, that's all I care is. about JJ Watt is the, are you getting Yeah, he's facts? certainly that's not. It. He's certainly not the player he was and you can make the case as a humanitarian yes. there are very few that are above him and what he's done for the city of Houston and just for things he's affiliated with, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Is he worth 16 million a year? No. 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 But he got it and maybe that's maybe that's just ultimately why he's in Arizona. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if he were to be chasing a ring, we we talked about this on our JJ Watt pod a couple episodes ago, but, you know, I, I thought the Ravens, the Packers, did he not want to just be another guy on a loaded front seven? Maybe. 
Um, but I, I think there are better spots for him to land and to play. But, you know, this is it. He's Arizona Cardinal. And this does not bode well for Russell Wilson, who was basically saying he needs to get more protection. And now, you know, you got Russell, J.J. Watt coming at you too. Russell Wilson will not be in Seattle by the time the season starts. Where's he got? Well, you guys uh, wanted to talk about uh, everything else under the sun. We talked yeah. about it. <laughs> I'm messing with you. It's going to be a sign and trade. I really think he's going to be, be on the yeah. uh, Cowboys. I don't I don't want to see Whoa. him on the Cowboys. So you're saying Dak's going to be a Seahawk? I do believe so. I do believe so. What side of the trade would you take on that? Meaning? Who, like, you're an impartial fan, like, I think that's a rather... huge upgrade for the Cowboys. I think that's a huge upgrade for him but, because I think. Go ahead, say what you're gonna say. No, I was gonna say, is this you being an Eagles fan and you hate the Cowboys? No, so I'm being. Dak. I'm being. No, I'm being genuine about this because I hate. I would hate to see Russell Wilson as a Cowboy because I know what he already does to the Eagles when he's on the Seahawks. So if he comes to the Cowboys, he immediately makes them a Super Bowl contender. And I mean, legitimately, not what ESPN has been talking about or any delusional Cowboy fan has been talking about for the past 10 years. Russell Wilson coming to the Cowboys legitimately makes them a Super Bowl contender because of everything that he does with his arm and his feet. And he has, and with the Cowboys, he will have a better offensive line. And he has weapons upon weapons upon weapons. And I'm telling you right now, as an Eagles fan, I hate seeing Amari Cooper wide open. I hate seeing it. Now they have a bunch of horses down there that are absolutely can destroy a team, but you need a quarterback that can do it all the time. Dak, Dak is, he gets a lot of slander. He, he does get a lot of slander, but Dak is a solid quarterback. I just think he really doesn't need to be on the Cowboys because I don't think they're going to win there. They've been trying and trying and trying, and I don't think it's it. And I don't think they believe in him either because they went and gave everybody else a contract before him, uh, which says to me that you don't really care about what Dak does. Uh, you don't really want him to be there. And now you're doing this whole franchise tag thing. So at least for the Cowboys to get something out of it, I think it makes logical sense to sign and trade. So you don't have to give up so much for Russ. They get Seattle gets their quarterback, a young quarterback for the future. That is a viable quarterback in the league. The Cowboys get Russell Wilson. Both teams get what they want and they go from there. So that's my two cents. And that's the only time I will ever give, uh, a solid kudos to the Cowboys. You can mark that, write it in the sand because I hate them. You're welcome. Gotta clip that. You should. Yeah, I, I have nothing to, to say. I don't <laughs> know if sign and trades happen. I guess they could franchise in the NFL. I mean, they could franchise the Cowboys could franchise them and and trade them and and just the Seahawks will take the cap hit. But I mean, that's that's a great return um i'd say so for him because you know Dak is still a top quarterback in this league and exactly he can you know he's been a great fourth round pick and you know we could talk about this another time but jerry jones not wanting to invest in him years ago is going to cost him now because you know you should have signed him before uh you know it was one thing yeah but it you should have signed him before uh, pat mahomes and and deshaun watson got paid because now you know he's gonna want that forty million a year, and you know by comparison, he's he's probably earned, earned earned it. He's a you know he slings that ball all around the field, and that's um, exactly why I feel Sam that they they do this because that's the only way that the Cowboys can salvage uh, the recklessness that they've created on their own. Because if they would have signed him, like you said. When they when they had the opportunity too, they would have had him at a discount, and it was like I thought they were going to do it, and then they were it was off. right after one Scott signed. Yes, right? yes, the and same they were draft, off. right? Yes, yep, and they were off by uh, they were off by like a couple million, and I remember talking to uh my brother Darian, and he was just like, he's like it like it's really just a couple million that they're off by, like like how how is this happening? 
and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like this is this is Jerry's world. Jerry does what he wants to do, right? right. So they instead pay Zeke, and Zeke ain't really done shit. I'm sorry, I, I can't, I can't hide it. He since really the hasn't, contract. Since he the hasn't contract, done he hasn't exactly been himself. Yeah. He hasn't done anything since the contract. Nothing. Zeke was better when he was getting in trouble all the time. So, and that's so crazy. It's just he like Eminem hiding in Cabo or wherever he was. Yeah, yeah. It's like Eminem when he was doing all the crazy drugs. He was the greatest, one of the greatest rappers at that point in time. Now he's sober. It's just like, eh. Oh no, no. So, I mean, Eminem so- before like, like Marshall Mathers LP Eminem, not like. No, the Eminem show was his last great album. I don't care yeah, what anybody says. Yeah, anything, anything after, after that, that point, yeah, 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 pretty much. It's just because that's bad. when the drugs were like <laughs> correct, correct. It got weird. It got weird for a second. So, but yes, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, and no, again, kids, you. if there's any kids listening, we're not encouraging you to do drugs. Absolutely um, not. Just saying what the truth was. But yeah, I think this is the only way that the Cowboys salvage their recklessness their uh way to not do this so that that's that's it i i think that's really it i'd be interested to see if they can pull that off um yeah i i really really would love to see i don't want to see that happen because i don't want to see russell wilson twice a year that's just the reality but yeah so so we went from jj watt to the cowboys and that that's that makes a lot of sense yeah i like it yeah all right last do you care to get you out and uh, enjoying the rest of your day here. There's just a report from Bleacher Report that I saw, or from Sports Illustrated that I saw on the Bleacher Report app. Get your hot take on this. Philly is talking about trading their star tight end, Zach Ertz. That could happen this week. Again, um, that's via Sports Illustrated. Do you care? Yes and no. Uh, I care because of all the stuff that Zach Ertz has done for the city of Philly, uh, what he's done for the Eagles and how consistent of a player he's been. But if you're an Eagles fan, you already knew this was coming because they were trying to trade him in the middle of the season um, before he got injured. So I I don't want to see him go, but uh, I have warmed up to the idea of them picking Kyle Pitts um because he, at the university of florida he, he's an absolute monster and can play in been the telling slot, you, man. Out, been all that. you did you did i'm not i can't say you didn't you definitely did sam sam did inform me um and i would not be upset with him them picking him he's he's young he's talented i still want a wide receiver because Ch- jamar chase and devonta smith are both going to be available at that time dude i um, think you're in a great position if you're I, philadelphia I well I do because as well. these quarterbacks, you know, every draft, the quarterbacks just get run up the board, whether they're worth it or not. I mean, you've seen like that crazy draft where uh, Christian Ponder and Jake Locker and Blaine Gabbard all went and it left guys like AJ Green and Julio Jones to just like, yep, be right there. So I, you're in a great spot picking, I think, sixth, right? So, like, yep. you know, uh Lawrence is going one who knows what the the Jets do um but they could trade out and someone's going to take Wilson Fields I think the best thing for the Jets Lance. is yeah. the trade is the trade I really do I, unless, I do to you... run it back with Sam or try to get the Sean mm-hmm. yep. um but the the helium for Zach Wilson is out of control right now and I like him a lot and I think I do as well in a uh Michael Floor offense we've talked about this I think you know, he, he'd be great. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. If you're in a position like that, where these teams are jumping over themselves to draft Zach Wilson, Joe Douglas loves draft picks. He came from the Ozzie new, um, Ozzie Newsome, you know, front office of the Ravens. He, you know, even in Philly, he's going to, you know, his Philly background, he's going to acquire picks. He's going to put him, his team in the best position this season and going forward and this team is deprived of talent. So if you could trade back, yep, that'd be the smart move. Take a tackle, take a wide out, take, you know, whatever it is you need and get more picks. It's willing do to it. do it. So yeah. uh go ahead. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I, you know, I care that, you know, I like Zach Ertz. I would like him if he was on my football team. Dallas Goddard, when he's healthy, is a hell of a tight end. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a position where you could get uh Jamar Chase 
or Devonta Smith or Pitts <laughs> or Pitts. Good, yeah. You know, you you do it, but the writing's kind of been on the wall for Ertz all year. So, unfortunately, yes, that's my guy though. I love him. Hey, we'll we'll see. I mean, the last time it said Carson Wentz, uh, I think Schefter said Carson Wentz would be traded within the week, and then you know Philly just wanted too damn much for him, and yep. it didn't end up happening right away. So we'll we'll see. Um, we'll see where this goes, but before we uh, head out, anything else? Nope. I'm just really excited to watch uh, this game. Uh, shout out to the NBA for uh, partnering with uh, and bringing awareness to HBCUs, um, which are historical black colleges. Uh, for those that don't know, I love that they've been doing this and, and shedding lights on this. Like this has been a big deal for me. I, I like that a lot of young, some young players are going straight there instead of going to uh, these major programs. Yep. Uh, it, it's, it's uh, another, I definitely would love more time on this at another time, but I do love this, but I'm just happy to really see uh, the all-stars ball. And, and I'm very thankful that we at least get to see some basketball, you know? Yeah, should be uh should be a fun game, and you know, uh, again, looking forward to it, and just bringing an awareness to causes that are just so important and just don't get the recognition and the mainstream they do. And again, just the progressiveness of this league makes it, you know, the most uh, enjoyable to watch, or one of the most enjoyable. But just at, as far as activism and just awareness, they're certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know crushing it for sure absolutely all right so that is the chasing points podcast for uh episode 13 so for brandon i am sam thank you so much for listening and uh be sure to leave those five star reviews and thank you for listening to us wherever it is apple spotify uh, the iHeartRadio app stitcher um, we'll catch you soon peace bye